ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback Presents, the All Memphis Post Game Show. Uh, it's your boy Jamal here with the homie Mace. And after months of a layoff, we are back. The NBA season has returned once again. And we are here to talk about your Memphis Grizzlies, our Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they opened the season with a victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. And Mason, you just happened to be at the game. So, well, forget all of that. Before, let's, how, are, how are you? We haven't spoke. We haven't done this. In months. <laughs> let's just do that. How, how is everything with you? Man, it's all good. We got some new graphics on the show. You know, we had uh, my mic wouldn't work because it's been so long to get to get going. Uh, but I'm good, man. It's great to be back in Memphis. Like you said, I got to go to the game, be at opening night. Um, in my opinion, one of the best opening nights we've had. Oh, um, man. yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, not the crowd, not the crowd. There was not 18,000 strong there. Um, so that was a bit disappointing, but from just the player intros and the intro video, I knew it was going to be a, a good night. You mentioned the intro video. I need, I hadn't, I didn't see it. I didn't go to the game tonight. Uh, so I need to check that out. I'm, I'm sure that the Grizzly social team is going to put that up um, here soon. So I do need to check that out. And you mentioned the crowd. So let's just talk about, that in this kind of world that we're in right now um yeah as opposed to uh the world we were in last year last year when we started this thing we were strictly in quarantine i mean if you think about where we were last year when we started this where we are now you were still living in california um and now you're here and we were in quarantine and nobody was going anywhere so what was it like watching a game in an arena with people well, it's a lot harder to prepare for a show, a post-game show when you're actually at the arena and not <laughs> sitting there taking notes during the game and keeping up with stats and, like, nerding out during the game. Um, so that was my first takeaway. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, damn, I hope Jamal is watching this game because it's a lot going on. I'm trying to make sure, you know, signage is where is – who's the new sponsors? What, what's going on around here? Okay, the Grizz Girl st still here. Where's DJ Mike T? I was trying to get my bearings about me. You know, it was opening night. I'm like, okay, a rendezvous right here. There's no wing guru. Slim and Huskies is down there on the plaza. Um, and they're sponsoring DJ Mike T. That's a good fit. Um, shout out Slim and Huskies, man. I wish I had some right now. Um, but so the entry process, um, I had to clear out. Um, so if, if you've got your vaccination, it's easiest to just upload that to the clear app and there's certain lines you can go through that are clear app only. And I mean, I got right in, no problem. Um, we got there about six fifty and made it inside in time for the intros and all that. Um, so, so not a long wait at all. And, um, inside the game, I mean, you got to wear your mask when, when you're walking in the corridors, hallways and stuff, going to concession stands. Um, it's not as strict as it was last year in the playoffs and, and once fans started coming back. Um, every now and then they'll come by and ask you to pull it up. If you're if you're just blatantly have your mask off, you know, they'll, they'll ask you to put it on. But if you're drinking, eating, whatever, at your seat, um, which is nice to be able to do once again, um, yeah. you're, you're not going to have any, wor any worries. Just, you know, don't be a dick, really. It, you have to wear a mask. So those people are just doing their job. 
Um, so as long as you're not blatantly just having it off and like yelling and spitting on people, you're not going to be asked to put it on too soon. Yeah, that's what I was – that was the question I asked in the game because I remember last year, the two, three games I went to last year, they were very on it about you wearing your mask and they, they like making sure you had your mask pulled up and all that. But that's also when you couldn't bring food to your seat and you were on their own the designated areas for food and drinks. So I'm, I'm very happy to see that watching on TV, you saw a good mix of some people wearing their mask, some people didn't. It didn't seem like anybody was um, – I guess, you know, it didn't seem like anybody was uncomfortable. You know, I guess there's a sense of comfort there when you know that everybody in this building supposedly has had uh, a negative test or gotten the vaccination. We understand that some people do some things and they get fake cards and whatever, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you you kind of look at it, you look at it that way. So that's cool. Um, and uh, testing on site, too. You can get tested, like, right next to where you enter FedEx form. Um, so you get a little rapid test, boom, you're in in like 20 minutes. Um, so, so don't let that deter you from going to the game. You know, if you got a fever, stay home, but if you ain't got a test, you can still go and get one there. I'm not sure if it was a uh, free or not. Um, but you can get tested there. That's actually pretty good. That's a great, um, that's a great thing to do because a lot of people's things, I don't know where to get tested out. I want to, but if they offer it right there and if it's just, like if you got to pay an extra twenty, forty dollars or whatnot to get your test when you're already at the game, you already bought a ticket, you know, do whatever you gotta do. Um hey, all right. I mean that could that could be a pricey night. So I would just get the free shots, but that's just me. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> the, the price of the beers ain't going down, price of them barbecue nachos ain't going down. Hey, um, and, and like you told me, bro, Slim and Huskies, ten dollars only will get you half a slice. You already know. <laughs> yeah. This is expensive, right? It ain't gonna be no like the boy Roy said, fake fake backs cars, like fake drive out tags on infinities. Hey man, don't be caught in Memphis on the highway and around infinities. What's gonna happen? Uh so, all right, so let's get to the game. Season opener. The Grizzlies had a really good preseason. Um, but they they lost a couple games, but they were games, they some games they didn't play the whole team, some games they gave whatever. So Let's talk about it. They played the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess the first thing that step stood out was the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Because in Friday, last Friday's preseason game, which was our dress rehearsal, according to Coach Jenkins, he started Kyle Anderson. But for tonight, he started Desmond Bain. So your starting lineup was John Morant, John Morant, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Milton, Jaron Jackson, and Steven Adams. Um, Dylan Brooks is hurt. Uh, he'll be out for the next three weeks about. Um, so what do you think about that starting lineup change and in, in how the game started? Yeah, I was surprised because I thought with the Cavs, the Cavs have an unusually huge starting lineup with like Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, the rookie out of Southern California, and then Lori Markman's at the three, which it comes back to bite them because they can't guard anyone um, on the perimeter with that group. But I was surprised that they went small, but it worked out. I mean, Desmond, if if there's a couple things you're taking away uh, from the Grizzlies tonight, it's that John Morant looked like the best player on the floor and primed for the breakout season that Memphis media has been hyping up. Desmond Bain's game has expanded, especially offensively, and he looked like he could score um, in a multitude of ways. As a second-year player, you, like, if he makes that jump, that's a big deal for this team this year and this franchise moving forward 
And then DeAnthony Melton basically showed you why why you were able to trade Grayson Allen because he does it on both ends of the floor. Um, and him and Bain tonight were just awesome. They combined for over 40 points and wreaking havoc. They were they were all over the court. So um, hated to miss Dylan. Um, that, that hand injury, that's a little funny, you know. I, I'm wondering what, what the real story is on that, if it ever comes out. Um, you know, but, you know. I have a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, I guess. It doesn't matter the way it is. I don't think he's vaccinated. And that might not keep him off the court. But I think that, I, I don't know. I don't think Dylan's vaccinated. I feel like he said some very cryptic things about the vaccination. And maybe that has something to do with the hand. Maybe it's like, we're going to, who knows? But you broke your hand. Summer League was what, in August? When that when uh, broken hand? Yeah, I think that's right. Summer League was either in June. Summer League was in August. I remember that. Um, when we found out about his broken hand. And now here we are in October. And you ain't no better, you know, uh, unless you just broke it then. So, yeah, I don't know. But that's my that's my conspiracy theory. All 15 people who are watching this will listen to it. Hey, let's so, give it. We'll give it two weeks before we fully dive into the conspiracy theory on injuries. You know, we had a full season last year of that. So let's try to hold off and hope things just work out for the best. Just as Winslow. Um, oh, man. Who? <laughs> who? Um, I had to cap him so much. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, right. You, you said it best. Um, I guess one of the things we have to talk about is that uh, we hadn't talked since – the last game, uh, last game of last season, I guess, uh, is, are the offseason moves that the Grizzlies made. Most notably, um, trading Jonas Valanciunas for Steven Adams, basically. Um, getting rid of Grayson Allen to make sure that Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Milton have more minutes. And drafting Zaire Williams out of Stanford in the first round. We knew, we talked about it a lot last year, um, how those three guards, Desmond Bain, Grayson Allen, and Anthony Melton, somebody had to go. It just wasn't enough minutes for all of them. And they decided to get rid of Grayson, which I think was a great decision. And they they gave, they put him in a great position. He's doing, he's going to do well in Milwaukee. They already yeah. extended him, so he's getting what, $10 million a year, something like that. I don't know what it is. Some, some, something yeah. like that. $10 million a year, yeah. So um, so he's going to do fine there when White Dante, Dante DiVincenzo comes back. Maybe they move Grayson to the bench. Who knows? But they got White, they got Grayson, and they got Dante DiVincenzo, and the Bucks got Pat Connaughton. So they are, like, cool on white shooters. Um, <laughs> but it does open up a word of opportunity for both Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Milton. And with Dylan being out, you definitely got to see them showcase a lot of that today. Yeah, and then you got 17 minutes of Zaire Williams, too, as a rookie. You know, most people – we didn't really know if he was going to be in the rotation opening night. Um, you could have easily kept him out, but he did crack it. And, yeah, not a great not a great night, but we're not expecting him to come in and be a high-level producer this year. Um, right. It's going to be a rough year. This is not John Morant. This is not even Brandon Clark or Desmond Bain, a four-year college player. This is a young – guy who's got a lot to learn and physically he just kind of seems overpowered you you see what you know the gifts physically physically his athleticism but he's just he's too little right now he's um and he's yeah not. he's way too little to play nba basketball um at an effective level you know like playoff level basketball so 
get him some run while you can. Um, but, you know, all in all, the offseason, I think, um, it, to be determined, obviously, it's a long season to play. We got 81 more games. But so far through the preseason and what we saw tonight, the moves look great. You know, Zach, Zach Kleiman looks like a genius. So, yeah, and let's speak to uh, – well, one thing about Zaire, I think the, the second or third time he caught the ball, he was being too loose with it. He caught it, held it out for a half a second too long. And yeah, Ricky Rubio. Rubio, boom, like, yo, yeah. give me easy money. You can't, you can't do that. Um, but I think one of the most controversial, quote-unquote, moves was getting rid of Jonas and bringing in Steven Adams, which to me was a net positive um or at least equal like i don't think we're going to miss Jonas that much uh how do you feel about that move we knew what we had with jv he was going to raise our floor but limit our ceiling and we saw it in the playoff series just defensively um you can't win with the center who can't move his feet uh and and on the offensive side he's just kind of once you threw it to him it was a black hole and we needed that last year. We really did, especially without Jaron. We needed someone who could help carry the scoring burden um, and, and just kind of anchor the team. Josh still coming into his own um, without without Jaren. We're just a young team. We needed someone who could get us two points uh, or create two points off of offensive rebound like JV did. Um, and, and with Grayson and JV, I think it's important to note, like, just because we're in favor of the moves that happen doesn't mean that they're bad players or it's not going to work out where they're going. It's just a fit with where we're expecting the Grizzlies franchise to go. They don't really fit with, with our core pieces. Um, so, uh, you know, Steven Adams, he's going to come in and rebound. He can move his feet a little bit more, a little more agile than JV. He's not going to score 20 points or 30 points like JV might do. Like, that's that's not going to happen. Um, but it's going to give opportunity, like we saw tonight, to Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, and Jaron Jackson to score more points. Jaron, he only had 13 tonight, but the opportunity was there. The shots are there. The shots are there for everybody in this offense, and that's one thing that um, I, I was kind of, you know, a negative, I guess I'd say. It was too many of those one-on-one shots and just walking into jump shots The let that MF or fly, as Taylor Jenkins is, is now saying the slogan is, um, is real. They're doing that, but we've got to we've got to settle it down. It, it, we just had too many of those, like, no pass possessions. You come down, shoot a brick, and then they're going the other way immediately. And we, we're too athletic. We got too many guys who can make a play for to have those possessions, in my opinion. So, sorry, that was a lot of thoughts all right. Yeah, that was, all, all of that was great. Um I, too, remember saying, I mean, you can just watch it and some of those possessions just stick out in your mind. Uh, Ja, I mean, Ja played great tonight, but there were a few ones you were kind of like, you know, pull it back out. Let's let's do something. Or you you missed this guy in the corner or you this was a pass instead of a shot opportunity or whatever. So um, let's jump into – let's jump into the game. And first quarter, I just kind of wrote, a few thoughts down not even full sentences i was just watching the quarter and i just wrote the thing down so i said i got um josh set the tone Cavs shot over 60 percent in the first quarter they were lights out until they weren't um i was surprised that kevin love is getting minutes i had no idea 
I knew he was still on the Cavs because he wasn't going to give up that money. I bet I remember him saying, I'm not giving up this money. <laughs> but I didn't think that he would be okay with playing it with the second unit. And I thought he was going to pull a John Wall. Like, yo, y'all just pay me and I just sit out. But now he's playing, which is cool. Um, Steven Adams in his passing, his vision. Yeah. We, uh, in the first quarter, Jaron looked lost. He, he had a glazed look over his face. And then I put, is John Conchar an NBA player? Question mark, question mark. Because um, he, he made some plays in the first quarter. And he also got blown by a couple times on defense. So you, you see the limitations with John Conchar. But uh, what were your kind of exp- your thoughts on the first quarter? Or if you want to expand to the first half, you can. You know, just kind of bring it all together. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, well, the first quarter we ended up 32-32. We had pushed out like an eight-point lead. Then kind of – I think we brought the bench unit in. Um, and we kind of let off some steam. And that led into the start of the second quarter. Um, but then, like, we just flipped the switch. Like, we had no energy or anything, and the Cavs were starting to go on a little run. And we we got a couple blocks and a couple steals. Jaron hit two threes, and then Melton hit two threes. And they were the only two starters in at the time. Um, and that really propelled us through the second half. And then, you know, John and them came back in – or not the second half, the second quarter. And we were able to sustain the lead. Um I, I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember. You know, it's hard. Like I said, when you're watching the game live, man, it's hard to remember your thoughts quarter by quarter. <laughs> Understandable. And I, yeah, I, I, I might might not have put it. Should have put it that way. And maybe we should probably just. Uh, all right, there we go. Uh, maybe we probably should just speak about it as a whole if we can. If that makes the most sense, um, since we both. We're paying attention. We're not really paying <laughs> as, we, as we normally do. Um, I was in a web bed bar, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't wait to visit that place. Golly, you know. Um, so I didn't. I didn't see much of the second quarter, but I mean, if you look at the score, we we outscored them by twelve points, forty-one to twenty-nine. So we took a twelve-point lead in the halftime, and we were the thing about the Cavs, which is why I think. JB has kept his job is that he has them playing hard. They play hard and you got guys that play like out of their mind. You got Chetty, Chetty Osmond or whatever his name is playing crazy. Colin Sexton, whatever, you know, you got so many bigs on that team. It's interesting how they're going to play them all, but they all play hard. And every time the Grizzlies will pull away, they would have a run. Every time the Grizzlies would try to get away, they would they would pull it back, which which was good to kind of get that experience early in the season. And for me, it also shows that this Grizzlies team has grown up a little bit. Because some of those games last year, there might have been a game they a game they lose the lead. You know what I'm saying? Where they they take yeah. it, they take that punch, and they and they can't get it back. So um, that was good to see of them with that. Um, yeah, I mean, what what was good about tonight is you felt like the Grizzlies were in control the entire game, um, especially once they went on that run in the second quarter and, and Melton hit those three threes in a row and, like, the place basically exploded for the 13,000 people that were there or whatever. <laughs> um, but, 
and then they sustained that lead until, you know, that, that time in the fourth quarter where they, they really started making their run. I think Garland hit a couple threes and Sexton hit one. Um, so you felt like the Grizzlies were in control against the team that, um, as Grizzlies fans, the Cavs have NBA players on their roster, but um, as Grizzlies fans and the team who made the West, the playoffs in the West last year, you're, you expect to beat them and to come out there and do that and also feel like you were in control the entire game. I, I think opening night, that's about all you can ask for. Yep. Yep. The one thing that you got to, you know, you want to ask them to tighten up is some of the defense. Like I said, they shot 50%, 51% from the field, 37 from three. We shot, let's see, we shot 53% and 42 from three. We got up 33 threes tonight, which is crazy. Um, you said we shot what 42 percent from three yeah yeah because we were we had eight make made threes like deep into the second quarter so uh we were i guess we only made six the rest of the game um but we were we were like eight for 16 so we were shooting 50 percent most of most of the first half on threes and you know, it's great that we're getting them up, but what are we going to do when, when when we don't shoot 42% and we shoot 32%? We got to turn that defense up, like you said. But one of my notes is defense was meh. <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah, agree with you on that. Defense wasn't defense wasn't good. And, that, and that'll get tightened up as the season goes on. Like, uh, now you're playing real games. This, this ain't the preseason. You know, these are real games, real things. So the defense will get turned up. Um, and I, I probably want to blame it on your level of competition. You know, like some people, you don't think Darius Garland is going to make a three. But if that's if that's Damian Lillard, maybe you don't help off as much. You know what I'm saying? And so you you think things of that nature. Um, what I did like, I guess I'll say what I liked was um, Jaws' aggressiveness. Yeah. Ja was very aggressive the whole game, and it was it was good to see. It was good to see. Um, we talked about Jaron, and his passiveness is the word I think I want to use in the first quarter. Uh, he he kind of he came on in the second half in the second quarter, and a little bit more rebounded the ball better than we thought. Would he got six rebounds, which mm. he should in he should have six rebounds. Like you should. Yeah. We should, not, we should not be applauding Jaron Jackson for getting six rebounds. He should have six rebounds. Um, you know what, what we can applaud him for, though? What's that? Four, four blocks. He, he, four is, blocks. he was a monster, uh, you know, coming off and helping and, and being a rim protector. And what we can applaud him for the most, Jamal, two fouls. Two fouls to go with four blocks. Hey, thank you, baby. That's what we've been waiting on, man. That is big time. Stayed, stayed on the court. Stayed on the court. Fouls, fouls, <laughs> fouls didn't take him off the court, uh, which is usually what happens with Jaron. It's going to be very interesting to see this the, the jump that Jaron takes. And that's part of, I mean, I don't think maybe they've said it. I think it's been understood. But that was part of the reason why they were so okay with giving up Jonas, because you give up Jonas to open it up for Jaron. Now, do we want Jaron to be the one taking the most three-pointers out of everybody on our team? Maybe not. But he's one of the better shooters on our team, too. 
We got shooters all around, man. You look at that starting lineup. You got Jaron, Melton, and Bain. That's three guys who are catching and shooting. That's the first thing on their mind now. Um, you know, and, and we know when Dylan comes back, it's definitely the first thing on his mind. So I ain't, I ain't too good at betting. I ain't too good at betting. But I can tell you right now, if you take $5 or $10, whatever you want to bet, and put it on Desmond Bain making at least two three-pointers every game, at the end of the season, you will probably be profitable. Because he's going to shoot. He's going to make threes, um, which is a great thing for him. You know what I'm saying? For the, for the team, actually. De- I mean, DeAnthony, too. DeAnthony has a – DeAnthony finished with 20. And it was like a – I don't want to call it a quiet 20, but it was a slight 20. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and, and both of them shot the cover off the ball last year and appear to have just gotten better. Like like I mentioned with Bain, he was scoring off curls, give and go, just so many different ways other than just catching and shooting, which is what he was billed as and, and what we kind of thought of him last year. You saw flashes of some ball handling and stuff, but tonight he looked like a whole new player um, who can also shoot. You know, he didn't just look like a shooter. He looked like a basketball player who can fill it up offensively and be the complement that Ja and Jaron need. Um, what I don't like about Jaron's game is he made three shots. They were all threes. We, as a rookie, he was able to score in the post. We saw he should be able to take Lori Markinen one-on-one from the elbow and just get to the rim. He did lead us in free throws. Him and Bain both had four, which, you know, is not great, but – him and Ja need to be getting to the line six, eight times a night minimum because Jaron does have that ability. And once he does that a couple times and shows that he can get buckets, not just catching and shooting, it's going to open up those catch and shoot opportunities so much more for him. That's going to take Ja's scoring average. If Ja Ja has to average eight free throws a game and – that's going to take his scoring average up. Um, Jaron definitely definitely needs more free throws. Um, so what he was Jaron was three of twelve from the field, three of eight from three point. So the four shot, uh, four other shots he missed were twos. Uh, come on, man, you got to make those. And Evan Mobley, as a rookie, wasn't scared. He was going at Jaron. The first bucket of the game, he. he Put it in Jaron's face, like literally made a hit a bucket in Jaron's face. And like, bro, like this dude's a rookie. You gotta, you gotta take him. You gotta get him out of here real quick. I mean, Evan, he, Evan Mobley's good, but Jaron's better. You're four years in the league. You got, you got to put him on your back or, or let him know what you, let him know what you are. And I, and it looked like that Jaron was still kind of feeling himself out a little bit in the lineup and whatever. But it's like you gotta, get, you gotta get comfortable real quick. Yeah, and Jaron now looks to be like twice Evan Mobley's size when it comes to just like width and, and strength. So you'd like to see him try to put him in the bucket a couple of times just to rook him, you know, just have that dog and you're like, I'm putting right. you in the bucket right now. Like, exactly. um, but you know, all in all, uh, uh, offensively, it, it was good. It, it It's what Taylor Jenkins wanted, it's what he's wanted since he got here. We're letting it fly. Attacking the rim, we still outscored them in the paint, seventy to fifty-four, and from the three. If you outscore your opponent in the paint and from downtown, you're probably going to win that game. Um, and they didn't kill us from the free throw line. I'm not sure how many they shot. Uh, they, they had eighteen, and we had what twelve. So we went twelve and not 12. bad. We didn't. We yeah, didn't, and it, which is great. 
it, dude, the first half flew by. Like, there were no free throws in the first half, I don't think. So, most of those were in the second half. <clears throat> um, total, total you know, fouls. We had 10 fouls. They had six. Nope. They had uh, 17. 17. Yeah. 15 to 17. So, not, not many. Okay. Not many. 32 fouls. Yeah. Um, hey, fine, fine with me. <laughs> it's, hey, so let's talk about real quick about uh, rotation, okay? So right now we know we're out dealing for the next couple of weeks. And this rotation, so Taylor played 10 people, 10, 10 guys tonight. Got the rookie Zayn, Zaire in there for 17. The Brandon Clark got 12. What do you think about this? this rotation that he has going you know I, I so i guess the only player who's not in the rotation that we might have expected it to be was xavier tillman right. he had beaten out brandon clark by the you know stretch run last year and definitely in the playoff series um so that was surprising to me that x wasn't in the rotation but you know I, conchar he's proven that he can fill up minutes and not be a liability to your team. Like he can still contribute. Um, and your team's not going to tank plus minus isn't going to go in the dirt. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised that he's getting minutes. We got a got him on a four year deal, cheap deal, and he can produce. Um, he's one of the, he might be the best rebounder on the team besides Steven Adams. Um, he fills it up. He has six tonight, two of them offensively. He's just, him and Melton are like two of the guys who are just, they always got their hands and some shit, you know, like the ball comes off the rim, they're right there pestering you, whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised by Conchar. Tyus Jones, only 14 minutes, but you're playing behind John Morant. So that's what we want to see. We don't want to see Tyus Jones playing 20 minutes. And he honestly, in his 14 minutes, he got up seven shots. And I thought he was like the most aggressive Tyus Jones I can remember seeing in a long time at full strength. I don't understand why Grizzlies fans were so ready to get rid of Tyus Jones this offseason. Like, they thought Eric Bledsoe coming in or when we had um, Patrick Beverly for this, whatever. Like, no, those aren't backup point guards. The Grizzlies have never had a really, really good – well, we've had really good backup point guards. We only had it for a short period of time. Tyus Jones in what, his third season with us? Second or third season with us. Third, yeah. Tyus Jones is the perfect backup point guard for John Moran. You, he won't get many minutes. Once he gets his minutes, he ain't going to do too much to mess up the game. He's going to be super steady. And he can facilitate and run your team either with the second unit or with the starters. Like, Tyus Jones is going to make money for a long time in his league as a backup point guard. And he's going to get three years, $12 million. Four years, eighteen million dollars, whatever, whatever, making four, four, five million dollars, three, four million dollars a year, playing twenty-two minutes at the most a night. So I didn't, I never understood why Grizzlies fans wanted to get rid of Tyus Jones. He's a perfect backup point guard for this team. Change of pace when Ja goes to the bench. Brandon Clark, you know, the rotation last year, inexplicably, inexplicably, I guess nobody really told us why. Um, I it, mean, he was. He was charming soft last year. He couldn't shoot last year like he did his rookie year. There's plenty of reasons why. <laughs> okay. Well, those, those are the reasons. <laughs> Not in this anymore. Uh, but it, it was good. It was good to see him. I too was surprised 
that Xavier didn't play. I, I guess at some point they they glanced over to the bench and I mentioned that see he had his warm up zipped all the way up and I was like, oh, he ain't been in the game because <laughs> you know what I'm saying if you you ain't gonna have your warm up zipped all the way up if you already played. And so I guess I, right. I, I guess he played and then but he put Brandon in the game at a point when the Cavs were coming back and he put Brandon in there and Brandon got like a lob or something. And it was, um, it was, it was very, it was interesting. You know, it was interesting to see. And I think that's going to be something that we keep an eye on uh, this whole year to see how he uses it. I don't, when, when Dylan comes back, I don't see Zaire being that part, being that much part of the lineup. Um, as no. Conchar either. Like you don't, Conchar is good for now, but you don't, we don't want to see John Conchar every night. You yeah. Know yeah, in the playoffs, you, you, one, you don't want to see 10 players. And, um, yeah, so I, I agree with that. And, and Brandon Clark still only got 12 minutes. So an, another takeaway that I'm having now is that it looks like the starters are going to play a few more minutes per game than they did last year. Maybe it's just you want to secure the dub for opening night. But last year our starters played, you know, nowhere near like the most minutes in the league for, for their position or anything. And being as young as we are, you, you – maybe expect them to play a little more. So maybe now after off season, a full off season training, um, that just the coaching staff and the training staff is a little more willing to let them rack up those minutes, you know? Um, right. So that, that, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Jai led the way with 34. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind him having 38. <laughs> me neither. Uh, me neither. I mean, neither. Uh, J-O-X, how does Zaire look? He looked like a rookie in his first game. Uh, what one for two, made a three. Yeah, got had a turnover. Um, just out there, you can like like May said, you can kind of see the promise. Of, you can see the promise athletically, but he's just not strong enough right now. And which isn't a, which isn't a big surprise because he's nineteen years old or eight, 20 years old at the most. Um, he didn't have a full college season under his belt, so. Nobody, I ain't gonna say nobody, but with this team, you were not gonna expect Zaire to be that big of a contributor this year. Just sit around, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Learn in practice, maybe go play a few games with the hustle when that season starts and uh, yeah. get some of your NBA legs under you uh, with that. Um, my boy Kyle Anderson, man. I, I, I love Kyle coming off the bench. Uh, and especially when Dylan comes back, because that means that either DeAnthony or DeAnthony is going to go back to the bench. So your second unit is going to be Tyus, DeAnthony, and Kyle. And I love that. That's I, I can't. I like that. Um, I don't know if Kyle's going to finish the season with us. Might be some trade bait or something like that. But as a veteran and things that he does, you know, he's going to be good. Yeah, he he led us in minutes off the bench and. A, a rebounder, seven boards, four assists, two steals to go along with what do you have? Like, I think eight points. He had two threes. Yeah. Uh, oh, 10 points. Okay. So he had two free throws in there somewhere. Yeah. He, he had two threes. You know, the jumper seems to have carried over. Doesn't look like it was a fluke season or anything. Um, team still leaving him open and he's still willing to shoot. Um, yeah. Kyle, Kyle, man, I don't know. I can see us resigning him after this year, but we're not even going to get into that. Um, just because he's so versatile and like such a utility player that you can use in many different ways. 
And it'll be interesting to see if he plays more at the four or the three moving forward, because he could also push Brandon and Tillman out of minutes, put one of them at the five. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. But uh, that, that's about all I got on this game. Man. I think we done talked to talk talked in circles and talked about what we saw. What Anything else you want to hit on? Nah, man, that's really it. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the segments that we guys got. Player of the game, bum of the game, play of the game, and then I win any money. So that's the that's the thing. So let's uh, let's go. Who would you say was the player of the game? There's only one answer, um, and I'm surprised he's introduced first in the starting lineups, and Jaron's introduced last. But player of the game is John Morant. Just, I mean, he was awesome. Only, only, only one answer. Only one answer, and that answer was Ja. Um, I think I saw the stat that this is the second most points scored in the Grizzlies opening game, and the first one was Ja last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he had like 44 or something yeah, last year. Yeah, San Antonio. So we, yeah. So we know that Ja likes to put up points in the opener. Uh, difference is we lost last year, we won this year. So, uh, John Morant definitely is your player of the game. What would you say was the play of the game? Uh, there, there was a lot from Melt to Ja. I mean, and Ja cocked it back uh, and slammed it down. There was also a Bane dunk that didn't count. They called a, a, a clear path foul, and he absolutely hammered that thing. Oh, he, uh, he reached back. It was a very much of an extension. And he dunked it. Uh, there was a clear. They called a clear path foul. Um, that, that's definitely one. Uh, I think there was another jaw dunk. Not really on a fast. It might have been on a fast break where they just didn't stop the ball. Some like Stephen Adams might have hooked somebody and gave Ja like an open lane. Came yeah, through yeah. one hand. One hand dunked that thing. And the best thing about tonight is like after every time Ja scored, he was yelling at his daddy and his crew on the first floor on, on the front row. Like every time he was scoring, he was like looking at them and pointing at them. He was like, "Okay, we got it, guys." <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, the the team Morant they they had on their matching hoodies with this new logo that says Ja and Twelve at the same time. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, they were all front row. Trey Draper and them. Shout out, shout out to Team Morant, Team Twelve, whatever we call y'all. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're a bum of the game. Who you got? I hate to do this, I really do, because I was looking forward to this so much. Project Pat, man. He only did one song, Popping My Collar, and he could have done so many more songs. And he only did he only did that, and then he was gone. I was like, damn, that's it. I, I got my nachos, came back to my seat for this. I I, I, I am very disappointed in that. Um, I didn't see it, but that just hurts my heart because he had so many other songs to choose from. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I will also give Project Pat my bum on the day. And it hurts me to say that, uh, Patrick Houston. It hurts me to say that a lot. And the question on everybody's mind, did Jamal lose some money tonight? No, uh, did Jamal win some money? <laughs> the, the, the question going to be lose because it's just how it is. Lose some money tonight. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I tried to do something. And it, I tried to. Show you my betting slip, but uh, it won't work. Anyway, I had a parlay, a stats parlay, as I usually do. Uh, and tonight's was supposed to be a, a bankroll builder, something easy. 
something you know everybody was going to hit so we can just bet a little bit of money make some money had john morant scoring more than 20. oh computer is gone i think mace is out of here uh i think mace mace's computer died uh john morant scoring more than 20 he did stephen adams get more than eight rebounds he did jaron jackson uh to get more than four rebounds he did desmond bain to score more than 10 points he did grizzlies to win they did the two i missed jaron to score 15 points he only scored 13. And for Ja to get over seven and a half assists, Ja finished with six assists. So I lost uh, $7 on that one. We will, uh, we will, we'll, we'll keep it up. So far, I'm $7 in the hole with the Grizzlies. I should have just bet on the money line, but I had a stats based bet and I needed Jaron to score 15. He scored 13. I needed Ja to score, have eight assists. He had six. So uh, with that being said, Mason's computer died. He's out of here. <laughs> um, this has been the all Memphis post game show where we recap, review, analyze every Memphis Grizzlies or Tigers game right after it happens. Uh, I can't guarantee that we will do this after every game this year. Now that the world is a little bit back over, we got more things to do and a little bit more busy. But, um, but uh, you know, We'll see. Maybe we do it after every other game, maybe twice a week, and we do some recaps of that. But I thank y'all for rocking with us, and we will catch you guys later on the All Minutes Post Game Show. Make sure you check out all of our other podcasts on this. We got the podcast, The M Made Me, which profiles Memphians from all walks of life. It's a great series. We got another one dropping on Friday, so go ahead and subscribe to that, The M Made Me. Uh, check out our YouTube page, Diamond in the Bluff on YouTube. Good content there. Check out our Instagram page, uh, The M Made Me. Check out the kickback and all that stuff. So with that being said, we will holler at you guys later. Uh, you know what, JR? They might go undefeated. They might go undefeated, and we're going to talk about it. And I'll eat crow. I'll eat crow if they – I'll eat crow with whatever that happens with them. Uh, but anyway, yo. Thank everybody for checking out the show tonight. And the Grizzlies play again on Saturday. And I think we either we, if we don't do it on Saturday, we'll do it on Sunday. And I think they're doing back to back. Whatever. We'll let you guys know when we record. But check, check try to check us out after every Grizzlies game. That being said, we 